BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Buckets. That's the name of my boat. Buckets. 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 What we get. Not the only transfer we got from Florida. Buckets. Keith Stone, too. Remember that. Everybody who watches his show on a regular basis knows my love of the stretch four. You know, we all make mistakes. He might have made one going to town. Let's see if y'all don't know. Dribble to the left, cross over to the right. Hurricane to the game, many buckets for the night. Matt with the pin and roll, Melissa with the give and go. This Shelly you, hoodie girl dunking in the hole. Check the scoreboard, this what we fall for. Keep the game play, they want an encore. Yeah, over time for another round. It's buckets out the buckets, baby. You're out of time. It's buckets. What it is, Roman, it's buckets. Woo! We get buckets. Yeah, baby. Buckets. I have no shame. I know. That's the problem. You guys are awesome. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Buckets Post Gaming Edition. Uh, the Canes were able to pick up a huge victory, and uh, me and Vish here are uh, ready to break this thing down. Vish, how we doing? We are we are doing mighty fine, man. We're doing mighty fine after that game. Yeah. So for those that don't know, you were at the game, right? Yep. Yep. Got to see that. And the chat. The chat is jumping. Melissa's right. Late night buckets gets gets a lot more uh, of our audience in here. I know. I didn't have the comments selected, and then I went to it, and I was like, "Oh wow, we got a good amount in here right now." Yeah, we got we got some good. Uh, we got some during the game. <laughs> uh, this did age well, Rocky. <laughs> but we all get emotional. Um, so uh, yeah, great win. Um, got got a lot of our regulars in here. Uh, shout out to Thomas um, Parrish James was Tati. actually last night in there with us. We got Canes today, Dan Barry, Canes Cats Heat. Oh, Nate's up in the chat. See, this is the stuff we get when we go late. Because... Shout out Mike McCoy, too. He just retweeted us uh, nice. in the show nice. link. So 
Nice. Yeah. So we got, yeah, here's Kane's guy. He's Bryce, another regular. So we got, oh, and then uh, the regularest of regulars. <laughs> Straight out of, out of the hospital um, where she's currently working is our co-host Melissa with the, with the eyes. There we go. It is a, it is a full boat, man. It was a big win. I know. It was a huge win. Yeah. It's all, there's so much to talk about on this one too. It was, it, it that game went all over the place. Yeah, so let's. I mean, let's dive into the first half. I mean, so well. I mean, pregame. Well, I guess we should get the word. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> get the word. Uh, Nigel's gonna play, right? That was the first news that broke. And then I think I don't remember how soon before the game uh, news broke from John Rossine, uh that Wuga wasn't gonna play. Uh, I think that kind of you know hit a lot of Canes fans, uh, knocked some optimism. Well, this is um, this is interesting. So that's what John Rothstein reported. Now, how do you read this? Because this is the press release that came out of the athletic department. Poplar is day to day and expected to return to action. Quote in the coming weeks. How bad do you think this injury is? I was a little shocked to be honest, because like I thought it was just you know. It must have been a at least a grade two ankle sprain, right? Do you remember Norchad's ankle sprain last last year going into the tournament? Was it it was a grade two, right? Um, I I do not recall on that. I don't I don't recall okay. exactly the the level of it, but it looked like. And shout out to Eric Marrero who sent us a video from under the basket against North Florida, where you could kind of really you could see Wilga drop an f bomb and then you know, kind of hop off and then kind of return to his normal jogging and jog down the tunnel. So it didn't, I think based off of that, we were kind of thinking maybe not as bad, but obviously. Yeah. We were thinking, well, at least I was thinking he was going to play in this game and then hearing the day to day. And I I expected, I expected him to play more so than Nigel because Nigel, we weren't exactly sure what was mm-hmm. going on there, but it went the other way. And yeah, this, I mean, it's this day-to-day expect to return to action the coming weeks. That is, that is very vague. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't necessarily count on him being on the court for Wake Forest on Saturday. Yeah. Well, let's that. just talk about this game. Let's not let's do that. Well, maybe we don't need let's... him because what the hell? We just beat the, the team that's supposed to be the best team in the ACC by 13. Yeah. I'm, I mean, very talented team. I'm getting really sick of seeing Joe Girard on a basketball court, though. I'll tell you what. Um, no, one, I think he's, he's probably that? sick of seeing us because, I mean, he's been catching yeah. all these L's. Yeah, they, <laughs> they had to switch to zone because of him, and they still couldn't pull out the win. Um, no, I, I mean, I mean, looking at the box score, you – I mean, the things that we've talked about, right, are the defensive miscommunications, right? Um, giving up easy points. I thought that our defense was a lot better tonight. I think that there were still moments, right, where we kind of lost shooters, whatnot. Um, they didn't fully take advantage of that. They missed some open shots, but I thought our defense was really aggressive. Bensley was an animal in the second half uh, in particular. Um, you only allowed nine offensive rebounds, not too, not too bad. And then also, too, the other story, you only had, what was it, eight or nine turnovers? Oh no, Nigel had that one towards the end of the game. So I think it was it nine. Um, hold on, I've got it in front of me. I got all the I got turnover percentage. Uh, it was nine. It was nine. It was nine. Yep. Yeah. So um, oh, it was eight offensive rebounds, nine turnovers. Mixed switched it. 
Um, but no, I, I mean, th- that was kind of the storyline. And then, you know, we were, we were hot from three. I mean, we, we had four guys in the second half with double digit points. Right. And, and I think just, you know, there's a lot of comments in the chat here. Shout out to McCoy. He didn't, I don't know if he heard a shout, shout him out earlier, but I think we pretty much, Oh, we got Jeff up, here too. Shout out to Jeff. Um, the first half, I mean, we were teetering on the edge there. Keyshawn hit some big threes to kind of keep us within touching distance. And then Max mm-hmm. Cleveland had a couple of mid range shots that, cause they were pushing that lead out and, you know, we hung in there without Norchad, but overall did not play well. In fact, Norchad is the only one who shot over 50% in the first half. And I don't know if you looked at the first half, second half splits, but first half we shot 36.8%. As I mentioned, yeah. Norchad's, Norchad was the only one that shot over, um, was four of six. No one else shot over 50%. In the second half, we shot 75%. Yeah, we shot 75%. We shot 50% from three and 93% from free throw. And so it was just it was a, a switch kind of flipped. Um, and, you know, Nigel had five at, at the, in the first half, 20 in the second. Um, Matt Cleveland had was more balanced, seven in the first, but 16 in the second. Norchad had 14 in the second. I mean, you look at their game totals. 25 for Nigel, 23 for Norchad, 23 for Cleveland. That's kind of what we expected. You know, when we thought, you know, the ceiling for this team is those guys playing like that. Also, shout out to Bensley, who had a rough start to the second half. He had a turnover. I think missed a layup. Was, and, and Coach actually pulled him for a bit. And that's when Watson got his minutes. When he came back in, he took the game over. Yeah, that was when Pack was out too. He yeah, had a lot of plays yeah, he, to make. Big, big time, big time. He showed up there. Um, so it and and actually, I would say. Oh, I didn't even realize Keyshawn didn't score in the second half. But um, no, he only had four um, in the first. Um, um, outside of the, uh, outside of the, you know the stat line, I thought Chris Watson played a really good game defensively. Was solid. Kind of, he didn't score, but he kept the. Um, um, we didn't, he, he kept, you know, he kept the offensive flow. He wasn't disruptive negatively. He <clears throat> rebounded well and he defended well. So, I mean, that's kind of, we got no scoring off the bench. Zero. We got 95 yeah. points and they're all from the starters. It's an insane, insane number. And, and um, you know, talking about Casey, he missed some layups um, and some chippies where you're like, dude, you got to finish that. He- but other than that, and I know it's a big, but um he rebounded well he defended really well he had some some rim protection defensive plays that prevented them from scoring i thought overall i mean i do not know and there there was one um that caused the person next to me to slam their hand down the table when he blew one of those layups <laughs> in the first half i won't tell you who that person was but um um it, it got it got a little rough there um for him and he basically did he play in the second half i'm trying to even remember um I don't Actually, know I have, if I have he did. It might have just... just. I have the splits in front of me. Hold on. He he did not. Chris yeah. Watson's the only backup that got in the second half. So I mean that tells you what what, what Coach L said. Um, I I actually totally disagree with this. Um, I think Nwoko's lost out there. In fact, he came in for like that. If you think that brief. It... That brief moment in the in the first half, it says technically zero minutes on the box score. He did actually get in the game. 
because yeah, there was the that first one half. defensive possession where he lost his man and gave up an open three. <laughs> that one. And then he went right back to the bench. Um, we we're trying to save Norchad from fouls. I still think Casey's the better option. I think I think uh Coach L chose the neither of these guys option in the second half. Um, but again, Nwoko gets lost too easily. If you think Casey's not gonna finish around the basket, I mean, I don't think we need to to really um, you know. I, I have no idea what, what Jackson's talking about. But, Casey, um, well, I, say, I will say this. Casey did get lost like one or two times on. Oh, no, he does. But Nuoko's just worse. Like neither of these guys. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, ideally, you don't want to play any of these um, guys, to be honest. And that's what Coach O went with in the second half. Um, we had three guys play the entire second half. It was uh, Norchad, Keyshawn, and, and Matt Cleveland. That's your really your three, four, five, because they not want to put Casey on the court. And you can't blame him, but he's also not going to put Nwoko out there because I mean we've seen enough of that. Um, yeah. So and yeah, again, Watson. Watson is without scoring, very much contributing. He's playing really good defense. He's rebounding, and again, he's not breaking anything, which is really what we're looking for off the bench. Casey broke stuff, and so, um, so that you know that's why he got busted. It got benched. Um, but also just, you know, they actually, the second half started with them making two free throws and pushing lead out to eight. And then it was just a nuclear explosion from our team. The rest of the game was, I, I don't think that, um, <coughs> um, I don't think that uh, Wake Forest, I mean, uh, Clemson knows what hit them, to be honest. Yeah. It was, it was Ni- Nigel them. took their soul. Well, you saw them switch to the zone. I think it was how much time was left? Like eight minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. And it was when we it pushed Sweet out to ten, actually. Yeah, it was just a barrage of Matt Cleveland made uh, that transition. I mean, yeah, it start. It was it was a struggle at first. It was an adjustment. Um, but Matt Cleveland made that three in transition. He had a couple shots from the high post against that zone. Nigel too, um, you know, finding his spots in that zone. Yeah, it, um, it was it was a desperation move for them because we are not the team you want to zone. No, we have ball handlers at every position, um, and half of our team can pull up from the logo and hit jumpers. So it's just not we're not a team you want to zone. We're actually a team you want to to crowd and and force into the mid range. And they just, I mean, we we sliced and diced them. Um, yeah, I do think know, we utilize. I mean. Because we did we did a, be, a good job of get, gathering uh, defensive rebounds. I think the missed threes from them really got us going in transition as well. Um, so you know that defense led to offense. Well, that's but, that's another thing I did want to talk about was the balance of the rebounds. Our, our mm-hmm. leading rebounders were Norchad and Bensley. Each had six. Nigel had five. Um, Cleveland had four. Keyshawn had three. Watson had three. AJ Casey had two. Um, I think it was pretty clear emphasis. You got a team rebound. Everyone's got to go get the ball. Um, and I think we did that. I think, I think, I think Keyshawn is going to be critical if we're going to go deep in the tournament. And I also think we saw why he doesn't start. Um, and actually the role that he filled in the first half, when we had guys in foul trouble and we needed someone that could shoot over the top of their defense, is a good role for him. 
but do I want him handling the ball as much as he did tonight? Probably not. Do I want as much of his usage? Probably not. And I think that's where I do think he's suited to to that bench position that he's been in. Um, and actually, again, we actually did have our small backcourt. It was Nigel and Bensley, and they were fine. Yeah. And they were fine. Well, Bensley, because... Bensley well, was harassing whoever was bringing up the ball. Well, well they, they were they were they were fine because the effort was night and day from what we've seen for most of the season. Yeah. Even in wins, there's been uneven and and you know periods of of kind of going through the motions. None of that tonight. It was from the go, and that that was huge as well. And then all of a sudden, you talked about this last year when we were doing those. Uh, impromptu off-the-cuff shows about how when we needed to play defense last year, our defensive numbers were actually good. Yeah, was, you and, mean in the tournament run and stuff? In the tournament run and also in key situations. And, yeah. you know, we hadn't really seen a lot of that this year. Like, that, what we did against Colorado was embarrassing um, in terms of effort and energy. And this was the opposite. Even because, again, things went bad in the first half. We were shooting poorly. We had several what looked like dunks wide open dunks where they were making some ridiculous blocks and they were those were clean um now their offensive rebound where they throw our guys in position out of the way and get the ball weren't but but those were clean and so it just felt like things weren't going our way and then um um and then um you know norchad gets into foul trouble next thing you know like we were up and then we're teetering a little bit and actually at the end of the half you know we were they hit the three um, and then, you know, they had a layup that they blew because we didn't box out there. We got away with only being down six yeah. um, because they missed that. They missed another open three. And then PJ Hall got the rebound, just blew the layup at the buzzer. <laughs> um, and then they, and, and we kind of survived that. But the reason we survived is we still, we still were competing out there. And there have been times this year where we haven't. Um and and I think that kept us in the game, and we got through that rough patch. And then when we played at our best in the second half, it paid it paid it off. Um, and and that's again, it's the energy. You're going to go through these ebbs and flows, but the energy was there, and that was kind of a key. Won the second half by 19 points. Yeah, I think the second half too. Like that was the most fluid. Like. And like best chemistry I've seen from our offense, like in a long time, you know, because you saw different guys doing it um, and whatnot. So it's exciting to see moving forward. Well, it's also one of the things uh, Coach L talked about. And yes, Jeff, he absolutely did wave goodbye to him. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. I'm telling you, Norchad takes these things personally when people say the other player, they's going to. I told you I, I've told the story on the show before about at the ACC media days when you know they kept asking questions about Baycott, <laughs> and you could tell he was in his head because what he said was, "Well, I do a pretty good job defending him." He was like polite about because he's North Chad. He's not gonna be a jerk, but you could tell he was kind of like, "I'm better than him." What are you talking? Why are you asking these questions? And I feel like you know PJ Hall's averaging over twenty a game. He's Clemson's best player, and I think North Chad rose that challenge, but that. That matchup, just from a basketball perspective, was so fun to watch. Those two guys are you know, at the top of their game, and they were throwing punches back and forth. Those, you know, like a heavyweight fight, and and Norchad won by TKO, essentially. <laughs> but but PJ Hall, God's blows them too. It was a really 
just a really good college basketball big man matchup where they both have different games. They can both play inside and outside. And they're both kind of showing it all off. And it was just like, all right, if you're going to do that, I'm going to come back at you. It was it was, yeah, just, that, it was really fun to watch. Like That's that, what I would enjoy watching if we weren't even involved in that game. Yeah. That three that PJ Hall drilled from like the logo, I was like, are you kidding me? That was like right at the beginning of the game. I was like, yeah. oh boy, oh boy. Uh, so he finished um, I think he had seven 17. and 13. Yeah, 17 points, uh, six boards. He obviously only played 29 minutes because of foul trouble. Norchad, 9 of 13, 23 points, six boards. He did win that battle, but it was a good battle. But, but to me, the, the two players that kind of hadn't necessarily been playing their best that really stepped up were Cleveland and, and Nigel. Um, I thought that was yeah. the best game defensively that Matt Cleveland's played, probably, as well. Well, one of the other things Coach Al talked about was the how – because he, he was asked a question about how he compares to Jordan Miller. And he said, well, you're talking about Jordan Miller by the end of the Final Four run, not Jordan Miller when he showed up on campus where I had to bench him and he couldn't start every game because he couldn't. He was struggling to acclimate. He's like, I don't have to worry about that with Matthew Cleveland. He's one of the best players in this league, and he knows how to play in this league. And he knew how to play against Clemson. Um, he knew how to play against that level of competition, and he just re-rose to the occasion. Keeping in mind, yes, Florida State was bad. Um, but you know, he was the guy he's used to having to take on that responsibility of stepping on the court, knowing you're going to have to score the points. Um, and, and, and when, um, when, when Nigel was struggling a little in the first half, when Norchow was in foul trouble, he did step up and hit several big shots that kind of kept us in the game a little bit there. Um, and then in the second half, I think everyone played well in the second half, I feel, um, And it was good to see from from Bensley as well. He's been a little uh, up and down, and, and his second half performance was also no. I was impressed excellent. with his slashing ability this game for sure. And he kept going too because he did miss mm-hmm. miss some layups and kind of. And again, it's hard when you get in there and Clemson has legitimate size, um, you know, to score when you're Bensley's size in there. But he didn't. He wasn't deterred, and I think that was the that was kind of for the whole team. You know, they they never hung their heads or kind of got out of out of flow and and that that was big 14 to 15 from the free throw line clemson <laughs> made all nine of theirs too it was they, yeah. they, were, they were really free throw <laughs> well i mean there's more to come on that he'll he'll be able to uh to eclipse that at some point um i don't even want to know what his career high was against because i have an inkling <laughs> <laughs> that might be a sore subject. Um, oh man. Um, but yeah, no, I, I still think so. Obviously, Wugo will come back at some point. Um, we still have the big man backup question. Um, I still think it's AJ Casey's job, but I think we're getting to the point where it's kind of like last year, where <laughs> hopefully we don't have to play those guys as much and. You know, I the problem yeah. is like playing Cleveland at center is not really a no an option. You could get away with Jordan playing the five because of the way he could guard the post. It was depending on who who he was guarding, right? Yeah, but yeah, I don't know about. But I will say, Wake Forest that. people are talking about in the chat. They're interesting because they they have a they have they have some size, but they also play on the perimeter. 
Yeah, like, well, their three space. best players are three guards that are right. But even their bigs is more of a, a, a away from the basket type. They're not really. We might yeah, be able to get away with it more in that game. Yeah, they like to spread the floor for their guards and stuff. Um, but yeah, that'll be an interesting game. But obviously, we're gonna have to put put some backup bits in there. I still think Casey's the guy there. Um, yeah, I would say Casey right now is the guy. I don't know how many. I didn't minutes. see. I, I, I didn't see anything that. <laughs> Look, there were some problems. And obviously, the layup was was egregious. Um, and there was okay. There was one possession where the ball was in the low post, and he looked like he wanted to come and double the post. And he looked like a deer in headlights, and he was just staring at the guy with the ball in the low post. Um, couldn't decide if he was going to go over or not. They swing the ball to the perimeter. Someone else makes a play and like guards his guy on the perimeter. And um, and Jay Billis was talking, oh, that was a great position possession for Miami's defense. And I was like, oh, you didn't see AJ Casey there, did you? Yeah, no, there was quite a few that we, we kind of got away with some, some I would say, misses defensively where um, we left guys and they kind of missed um, shots too. Um, I will say he had a couple of – he did he did grab at least one offensive board that I can remember where he then kind of drew the defense and then kicked it out for a three in the first half. He did he did some stuff. And <laughs> frankly, that's not, a, that's not a high standard, but – that is probably you know the best we can hope for out of that because it's probably more than than Nwoko can do at this point. Um, yeah, and not not saying much. He did Casey did have some positive plays. I could do without the uh, step back three from the top of the key. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> it wasn't. I don't, I don't even. I don't it wasn't know, a step know. back. It was he. He took a jab step. Yeah, and then, that's what it was. It was the then, jab step, and then he. Yeah, like, and then he took a three. I was. I was like, who do you think you are right now, man? You think you're Nigel? What, what is this ball going up in the air for? So, like, yeah, yeah. I think some of his, I think there's still room. And then, obviously, like, I think we're viewing his performance a lot better if he finished around the rim. He, yeah, he, well, he, he just he, he, he needs to use his body more. Yeah. Like, he just he, – he shies away from contact instead of initiating it. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, and one of them he got blocked, I think, by Gerard on. Come on, dude. I think that was Norchat. Well, Norchat got blocked. Norchat got yeah. blocked by Gerard. Norchat put the, the ball behind his head. Yeah, and trying to dunk it. Yeah, yeah, and and I and yeah, Norchat got blocked by Gerard. And I think I think Cleveland did too. But I think Cleveland more exposed the ball. Norchat was going for the flourish. Um, I mean AJ Casey could power dunk. <laughs> I mean Anthony Walker. Sorry. I was gonna say, wait, AJ Casey can? I don't, I don't even. I'm, going, I, I'm assuming. I'm assuming he physically can. We haven't seen it yet. Um, no, but Anthony Walker would throw it down when he was when he was alone with their. I. I mean, AJ Casey's a couple of finishes away from the rim from us saying solid minutes from him. Good job. <laughs> Instead of like, I cannot believe he lost us four points. Um, and I also do wonder because because Chad. I'm I'm assuming part of the reason Norchad played the entire second half was um you know he wasn't in foul trouble and he got a I mean he only finished with 31 minutes so he hadn't played that much in the first half anyway so like they were probably going to run him for a majority of the second half but the half time I tweeted out he needs to play the entire second half 
Um, I think part of that is certainly Casey's performance. I think part of it is we'd probably try to do that. Maybe would have gotten him a minute or two at one point if there was like a dead ball right before a timeout that was upcoming. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think that that Norch had necessarily. I don't, I don't think even if Casey had played well in the first half, I don't know how many minutes he's getting in the second half. Because if you've only played Norchad 11 minutes and you're going into halftime, you're kind of like, he does not need to come out unless he gets another foul quickly. And he didn't. His third foul, I think he got yeah. way, very late in the. Let me ask you something. So that PJ Hall call, we talked about it. The one yeah. um, where they called a a block because he kind of, I, I don't remember if he, he like fell back. I don't know what he was doing, but um, what, how do you think this game would have gone if Norchad would have picked up that foul. Oh, good question. Yeah. So for those that aren't aware, both he and PJ Hall had two two fouls. I believe this was off an offensive rebound or some kind of a scramble play. We I got think, to Norch. I think PJ P, I thought they both had oh no, PJ had three, I think, actually. No, they both had two at that time. Oh this okay. was the one that that's kind of swung it. Um but it was some kind of a scramble play. It might have been a rebound. It was something where Norchad all of a sudden was like uncovered at the top of the key because like of a scramble, and decide he was going to put his head down and bowl into the lane. Which, you know, these are one of the, these are some of those things where like that's not a foul you need to make, man. Like just using a little bit of discretion. Except PJ Hall didn't stand in there and take the charge. He frankly whisked out of it and backed, leaned back, so it was a block. No, no, it was definitely a block, Jackson. Point is, all PJ Nor- Norchad didn't cause the block with like quickness. PJ Hall did not stand in there and take it. He just and 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 that was kind of shifted. Yeah, he shifted because he didn't want to get. I mean, if I saw six, seven muscle bound Nicaraguan coming at me, I would be backing up too. But <laughs> I'm not a D1 college basketball player, so but he backed out of it. He didn't want to get hit, uh, and he and it was a, definitely a block, but. You know, if he stands in there and takes it, Norchad was not – he was going to bowl him over and get called for a charge. I mean, that's what he was in progress of doing and could have – he would have had three fouls instead of P.J. Hall. And you know what? Frankly, I still think we would have won at that point just because we were – because Nigel was the one that was taking over the game. And and he, he really – He saw what happened. Who did who did Norchad set the screen on? Remember when they were bringing uh, the ball up and he just completely destroyed someone? Yeah, I, I don't remember. That right. is I know why the play you you're talking about screens. Yeah, I felt bad for whoever yeah. didn't call up or for whoever got screened on that. That was, uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 so that could that was the potential kind of one of those 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 pivot plays where if it goes the other way, like if he stands up there and takes it, like there was no way the official was going to call that anything but a block because it's clearly a block, but. I still honestly I don't I think Nigel's the one who swung this game. Oh yeah. And I think as long as he was out there, they were in trouble. Well, I think everyone cover. had their flashes too, but Nigel was yeah. Yeah, no, he took the game over when we were down eight and essentially turned it all the way around. And once he I mean, it's he's so explosive that once he got it going, I mean he's next thing you know, he's in there like making running one-handed runners over two defenders. It's just like, you're not stopping this man at this point because we've got to cover that. I mean, it's over. And and so, yeah, no, I I, I think if we needed to, Nigel could have put up 40. So I, I don't, like, I don't, did he, how many shots did he miss in the second half? 
uh, in the Kalea. second half. I don't even. Did he even miss? Did he? I don't. Hold I on, think he might I, have. I've got, no, I've got, I've got the second half box. No six. Didn't miss six. anything. Didn't yeah, miss six. a free throw either. Yeah. So I think like if neither if did Matt had, Cleveland. There you go. But I think I mean, Nigel was was in that kind of zone where. If if he needed to score another, let's say let's say Norchad did foul out, he, Nigel just kept dropping bombs in their face. Like I I think that game was over once he. There are there there are a lot of teams over the last year and a half that have found out. And and you know we kind of forgot, um, um, you know that tournament we won in the Bahamas was a good win of a tournament with some quality teams there that we coasted to without breaking a sweat. Like Providence was there. Providence is ranked. And one of the reasons we did that is because when Nigel gets going, we are almost impossible to beat. Because what are you going to do there? You have to pick someone up at half court. Because the restaurant, again, it's the same reason you can't pay zone against us because everyone can handle the ball, every, including our center. And everyone can hit mid-range. And everyone can kind of score around the rim, at least for the starters. And keep in mind, again, Wilco didn't even play in this game. Um, and so when Nigel is playing like that, you're kind of screwed. And, you know, that's how we won that. I mean, he lit up Kansas State. Like, they couldn't do anything. What were they going to do? You yeah. can't defend us then. And, you know, we, we obviously had a rough game against Kentucky and Colorado. And even some of the wins since then weren't. We didn't look great. Kind of forget that out for two games. Couple of them. Couple of them. Um, You kind of forget that how hard we are to guard when he's playing like he played tonight, and they didn't have any answers. That's why he put up sixty points like (laughs) in the second half. It's crazy. (laughs) It's a crazy number, Um, but but it's because it's because of him. Really, he's the he's that good, and. You know, we saw that tonight. So I think once he started getting it going, and so he came out in the second half like intent on winning that game for us. And I don't think there was anything they could have done at that point that would have changed the outcome of the game. Yeah. And he also, you know, we were talking before the game. He's never going to be like a lockdown defensor, defender. No. He, but he was but... really good today. Positionally, no, he, was... he did a good job cutting off angles. There are a few driving. He, he caused a couple of turnovers by by cutting off drives. Um, I mean, our bench scoring is going to come from Keyshawn. Is where it's going to come from. Yeah. Um, so, which is good. Again, I think if you look at the way, actually. But could the you point. imagine if we had Boogie Ellis on our team? The names? Oh my god. Boogie to Wooga. <laughs> but I, I do think Keyshawn is gonna have to provide the scoring off the bench, which which is actually, you know, if you look again, look back to last year. Look, obviously we don't necessarily have anyone that you would rely on the way you rely on we relied on on Zay last year, but you know, other than Bensley, the, the bench was kind of like, I don't know what we're getting out of any of these guys. And I would say Keyshawn's probably going to more consistently contribute than anyone, even including Bensley we had off the bench last year. We just got to get healthy. And I'm really happy with that Watson is getting 
you know, the silver lining to these injuries we have, he's getting consistent run now and he's really becoming a solid player for us. Um, yeah, he's not trying to do too much. He knows his role right now, right? If he who's, can... look who's still around over here. I told her she should join from her phone, but she said there's other people in the room with her. <laughs> I actually, so I actually, to be honest, and, and Melissa, if you saw, if you didn't see buckets last night, um, I actually backed off of this position before this game and said, actually, I would keep Bensley in the starting lineup. And this was based off of um, actually of, of going, of watching the press conference, the Zoom that I was in. And they Bensley was one of the, they, Coach L, and then they had AJ Casey and then Bensley as the availability. And he was ta- and they asked him about Keyshawn, and he was talking about how he's mentoring him and how he's, like, teaching him and he's getting better. And I'm like, you don't bench the the mentor and start the mentee. And um, and so I kind of backed off of Keyshawn should be starting, and I've, I've, I'm reinforced on that at this point. Um, I like him coming in as a spark off the bench where he can, frankly, get his volume shots up because he shoots it every time he gets the ball pretty much. And well, can we say this though? Because he took a lot of shots in the first half, right? He didn't in the second. But 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 we but we needed him to, right? No, I thought... no, we did, and that but that that's actually that that's actually almost reinforcing my point, though. That's where I'm like, hey, he can do that off the bench. We're struggling a little bit. Hey, go out there and just do your thing, man. I know, but I'm just saying he made the adjustment oh. and realized in the second half, hey, I'm gonna feed these guys. He had like what, like four assists in the second half or something. He should have had couple more probably um had some turnovers but we don't have to talk about that yeah i mean again he's, he's a freshman he's learning and that's why i like him off the bench i think he's a weapon off the bench i think that when we extend him out um it, it was it was his four threes he made four threes in the first half and that's all he made um cue the socks outro don't cry keep it chill wear good socks